and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 15 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, it's been a strange string of these past few weeks, to say the least. And it feels like eons since we've podcasted, Jack. But I was actually having a look at our dates for when we released our past few episodes and We only released one a few days ago, and our road to 2023 was only two weeks ago. But coming from people who are used to doing bi-weekly podcasts, and you're thrown out of routine a little bit, it feels strange. You know, you Mm. feel like there's something missing, and when we're used to going at 100%, but we're only doing like 85%, it just, it doesn't feel right, you know? But hey, we're back here behind the mic today, so let's kick it off. Yeah, so in our last episode, we just, probably not everyone listened to that or potentially didn't listen to the end, but... How dare you? (laughs) We're going to essentially be doing the Road to 2023s every second week because we'll just have a little bit more to fill you guys in on since it's the improvement season. Anything, everything is a little bit monotonous in Mm -hmm. the improvement season. And then we'll be doing our typical Q&As every week still. So you'll get 1.5 episodes per week. Yes, that is the plan. (laughs) Excellent. So... Yeah, in terms of my week, it's or my two weeks, I should say, it's been very good. So last time I spoke to you guys, I was at the end of my deload period and I was ready to get stuck into my first week of training. And for my first week of training, essentially, that went really well. And no complaints. I just basically took my lifts from last time and tried to stick within the same rep range. Typically, when I do come back after a deload, I um, I potentially struggle a little bit to match what I've hit previously, and I think that was mainly attributed to the like decrease in familiarization with the movement itself. And fortunately, that didn't happen this time. And I think that's purely because my execution of all the movements have been really good, and it's something that I'm continuously working on a lot. And I think that's been paying off, and it's it's uh, demonstrated that it's been paying off by having such a smooth transition out of my deload. So yeah, strength was good. I felt very recovered. Uh, I did get a little bit run down at the start of that week Mm. with some coldish symptoms. Yeah, which isn't always the most pleasant thing when you are an online coach and you're speaking to clients on a daily basis because Mm. sound a little bit like a croaking frog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, fortunately that passed without any incidents. And it's now the end of my second week of training. That's been really solid as well, even better than the first week, which is good. I probably feel even better as well because of I no longer have a cold, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And lifts are going up. I'm feeling strong in the gym. I'm recovering well in between sessions. I'm getting that good mixture of soreness and fatigue, great pump in the workouts. So can't complain and it's just about continuing on the same track with training and progressing as much as I can. Yeah, I feel like this past week in particular, it was just finally everything was fully back on schedule because Mm. those few weeks prior, it was just a little bit mixed up, you know, like we were doing a deload, you and I both got run down with a cold, like we were practicing for all of our SNA seminars and that's why we were a little bit off schedule with our podcasts because Mm. the time that we would usually dedicate to podcasting in between our client work and training, we were allocating that to practicing for the SNA seminars, which 
did happen last Saturday on the 4th of September and couldn't have gone better, honestly. I think that we did really well as a team. So we presented alongside Joey and Brandon, Kyle, Alex, even Scott Goble decided to tune in and do a really hilarious presentation just over Zoom. And it was such a great day. And that, that was so cool to be able to present alongside those guys, just like everything bodybuilding, everything that we're so passionate about. And that was like our very first opportunity at an actual public speaking event. Even though we speak every single week over the podcast, we've been doing that for years now. That was like taking that next step, which is so neat. Yeah, it was awesome and really great experience. I think that's always going to be the most nerve wracking for Mm -hmm. me at least and maybe for you. But everything from here on is going to be very good because like all those initial nerves are gone and I'm looking forward to whatever presentations we can do in the future. And we kind of learn a few things about potentially you might change mm-hmm. a dip, like make the lectures a bit more interactive next time, mm-hmm. maybe, and all that kind of stuff. But it was great that to see the people who came and thank you to everyone who watched online yeah, as well. Absolutely. Given the circumstances here in Australia, where I think the majority of the basis was for viewers. It was predominantly online. There were certainly a few people that attended it in person, but the goal is next year here in Australia when the borders open to hopefully actually be able to take the comp prep tour to its full extent and take full advantage of it and actually be able to travel around to the main cities in Australia and do live in-person presentations. And that'll just be so fun, man. Mm. And we'll be in like the peak of our improvement season too. So no comp brains, (laughs) full of energy. It'll just be so cool to just meet everyone from around the country. So now I think it's actually, if anything, it's good that we did it initially online first to kind of get a feel for what it's like and learn from that experience and then be even better next time when we're actually presenting to a big crowd. Mm, Most certainly. Yeah. Can't wait. Should be good. Probably the only other thing I'll mention with my training is that I have had one recent change to my training routine and that's basically subbing out a pre-core machine shoulder press and putting in a dumbbell incline press, so like a dumbbell shoulder press. And I'm very excited to pursue that because it's the only direct dumbbell pressing I have in my current program. So I I kind of see dumbbell as sort of like one of those bigger lifts where Mm. it's going to be very nice to pursue some bigger numbers on that. And it's just a bit easier to correlate to other other movements like a dumbbell press compared to something like a smith machine or a or a machine chest press for example so looking forward to seeing how that goes and i started quite conservatively around like 30 kilos each hand Mm -hmm. and given bear in mind it's it's almost a full incline for this one and i think my best for that sort of incline has been around 35 kilos each hand for 10 reps or something Mm -hmm. so Like I'm not too far off given I was probably about six kilos heavier when I last did that. And I know like I've done it for two weeks in a row now and already due to that neurological adaptation, uh, it was significantly easier. I I didn't go, like I, the intensity was probably one or two reps in reserve and I increased the reps by two. So, So, and how many sets do you do for that exercise? Just two. Yeah, man, I've just always found it so difficult on a dumbbell shoulder press to actually leave reps in reserve. And that's Mm. me being totally honest because I'm just like, 
oh, if, if that last rep is there, like, I'm going to take it, you know? Yeah. Like, if I know I can push out one more, I'm going to go for it. Mm. But if I know that my final rep is a real grinder, then I'm like, no, nah, I'm calling it quits here. Yeah. But uh, I genuinely just always struggle to actually leave reps and reserve on a shoulder press. Mm. Yeah, I, I probably misspoke then. I The intensity was lower, I but it wasn't... I didn't really leave reps and reserve. I probably mm. ended at zero reps and reserve. Yeah. I didn't go too failure though. Yeah. But... uh. Yeah, that's probably it in terms of training and something that I really want to work on in particular is my hack squat and just want to get that strong. It's one of those movements where I just want to have a strong hack squat, Mm. strong every lift, but a hack squat is one of those ones where it's big on Instagram. You see big guys doing big hack squats (laughs) and that's something that I want to be doing as well. And it's, uh, it's tough to compare to, not that I'm big into comparison, but like Obviously, part of me is competitive and I want to be able to do as much as some of the other bodybuilders mm. I see. And the thing with the Watson hack squat, which is what I use, every sort of hack squat is a different force curve. Like the benefit of the Watson, which I really like, is you can get a full range of motion, which you can't do on the prequel one at World Gym Brisbane. The other benefit of the Watson is you can vary the incline to as much or as little as you want. But that also makes it more difficult to compare to others because, like, the cyborg, cybex is a slight, not cyborg, but cybex. <laughs> the cyborg <laughs> hack. <laughs> is, uh, might, might trademark that. Um, cyb, the cyb, cyborg? Okay, that sounds weird. Cybex. Now. Cybex, cybex. Not, <laughs> not cyborg, not cyborg, cybex. Cybex. The cybex is an, on a steeper incline, which makes it more difficult out of mm. the hole. But I find that the Watson in the midpoint is very difficult. And yeah, I'm on like just, I think I'm on like three, three and a bit plates at the moment. And yeah, I would love to get to five plates eventually. Yeah. That would be awesome by the end of my improvement season, which is a long way off. So I think I can get there. Hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. But you know, on that topic of comparison, some people make the point of comparison is a thief of joy, right? You shouldn't compare yourself to other people. I think that comparison is only the thief of joy if you let it be the thief of joy, but I think that actually comparing yourself to other people can make you level up. It can mm. show you that, wow, this is possible. And I'm fully capable of achieving this too if I work hard enough as well. So yeah. you comparing yourself to other natural bodybuilders who are around your same age and your same similar body composition, perhaps hack squatting more than you, it just pushes you to push harder. Yeah, I agree. I, do. I think it's all about the devils in the detail in terms of how you respond to comparing yourself and in comp prep it can certainly be difficult or in Mm. social media in general like something that's very objective like a hack squat like that's easy to compare someone to because it's objective you can see how many plates yeah what their technique is like but something like a physique or how lean someone is on social media especially when you're got comp prep eyes it's that's a different story i think but it's tough as well because we've literally gotten ourselves involved and invested in a sport that is based on subjective comparisons yeah it's it's pretty tough like 
Obviously, if you're comparing yourself to other people and that's genuinely bringing you unhappiness, then cut that out. That's Mm. why there's an unfollow button. So that's fully in your control. But I know for me that whenever I'm comparing myself to someone else, like I'm just like, God damn, like I want to be on that level too. For example, Montana Owens, I compare myself to Montana because she brought next level conditioning to the ICN stage this past season for ICN fitness and ICN sports model. And I'm like, God damn, that's another level. And I want to be on that level. So I compare myself to her and I'm like, okay, I'm going to chase that for 2023, Mm. but I don't compare myself to her. And I'm like, why don't I look like Montana? (laughs) Jesus Christ. If I want to look like Montana, I've got to work to look like Montana. Mm, Definitely. And that's kind of how I look at it with bodybuilding as well. Mm. Even looking at the tropics, this, which was yesterday for us, uh, there's some very, very good, not good looking. Well, they are good looking blokes, but they've also got very good physiques as well. So I've, I've definitely got my work cut out for me and that's just a local tropic show, let alone mm. the national. So yeah, absolutely. But you know, you and I are working day in, day out. And I think it's fair to say that even since stepping off stage for a lot of people, unfortunately, that drive and that motivation, it does start to dwindle and fade as they get deeper into their improvement season. But mm. I feel like mine just keeps getting stronger by the day. Like I just wake up every single day so damn determined to just get after it. That's really good. I know. Leading by example, yeah. But legit, like sometimes I'm like, is there a limit to this? So yeah, it it makes me very excited. Mm. (laughs) Maybe it has something to do with the energy availability, who knows? But no, it's it's a good time right now and I'm gonna keep riding this wave. Cool. So I'll kind of wrap up with me. So just got a little bit of stuff to do discuss about nutrition and nothing really has changed my body weight is still climbing on the same macros surprise (laughs) surprise and i'm weighing in about the mid 84s at the moment Mm -hmm. so the last few weeks i think last time we spoke i was the high you know the mid to low 83s so it's been a fairly decent increase since then and yeah don't have much else to say in terms of body weight i'm pretty happy with my body composition at this body weight we're still we actually need to take some skin folds we were going to take them today Mm -mm. which we forgot so we'll probably take them on wednesday and i guess i'm sort of at the training age now where it is very difficult to compare myself to oh what did i look like when i was last 85 kilos and Mm. stuff like that it's it's very difficult so i try not to dwell on it too much and i just focus on progression in the gym i guess for for certain body parts you know Mm. like if you were to compare your arms back when you were previously 85 kilograms, like, yeah, your arms look great in both. But if you were to compare a back shot, it's pretty much night and day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I'm, I do see my back growing and especially last time I pushed up in body weight from, from about 80 kilos to 94 kilos. Like when I started, I was starting from ground zero with my back because that was right after my back injury. So mm-hmm. I like, you can, you can look through my Instagram. I have a recent post from when I I had that injury and I was around 80 kilos there and I had no muscle like my my back was 2D and and I think that correlated as I gained weight I deposited quite a bit of body fat on my back compared to other areas and that's been more definitely been more evenly distributed this time around where I've noticed that I still have like even some little striations in my I'm actually posting a photo tonight where I think I have a few little striations still in my lower back, mm. um, which is wild for me, for, yeah. for given how 
it's been lacking density for a long time. And the erectors, brah. Yeah. <laughs> Just blown yeah. up. No longer 2D. <laughs> They're actually there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, elsewise with nutrition, nothing much. Still eating similar foods and still enjoying it. Definitely food focus is a thing of the past. I'm at that really ideal spot now where I I enjoy eating still, but I have no issues with like manipulating my day of eating if mm. I have to. Like it was my dad's birthday a couple of weeks ago. We went over to my parents' house and I just made some accommodations throughout the day to make to, to prepare for that. Ate what I wanted at dinner, had some chocolate cake, mm. no issues whatsoever. And I think in terms of my own bodybuilding, like I'm cool with doing that once a month, let's say, but I'm not going to, just because I don't crave those foods necessary, I'm not going to like go into full scale IIFIM and mm. all that stuff because I just don't need to. And I honestly think that better results will occur by being a bit more regimented than that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, someone could look at your diet now and be like, oh, well, arguably you have a little bit of a sprinkle pardon the pun of little foods like that right like for example what was the pun there? well a sprinkle a sprinkle of cereal hershey's cereal to mm. be i don't think that's exact pun. yeah because you sprinkle it on top of your oats okay i'm really missing the pun there oh well i think that would be a, pun. <laughs> a, a sprinkle of cereal a sprinkle of cereal in your diet mm. anyway i think a pun would be just to get on a segue but like a pun would be like a sprinkle of sprinkles like that would be a pun wouldn't it I guess so. But like, it's a sprinkle. Of, uh, you're sprinkling things in your diet and you literally oh, do right, that okay. sprinkle. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> guys, message us. Do you think this is a pun? <laughs> uh, but you know, you have little bits of that in your diet throughout the day. Like it's very wholesome mm. and nutritious, but you'll have those small amounts of more discretionary items like 30 grams of Hershey's cereal on your oats foods. or something. The really bad foods. Yeah, those really nasty ones though. Yeah. They're, they're out to get you. <laughs> Yeah, so I definitely do incorporate those foods and I do it partly because I like them, but also partly because I don't want to, like, mm. we know I'm reducing my fiber and that's, that that kind of stuff. But it's interesting. Your food focus is at a level that it's almost like I'm so not focused. I'm almost like too lazy to change it because like mm. your third meal, you make these like egg whites with polenta pancake thing and you put cottage cheese and kangaroo and salsa on top and stuff like that. And you've been having that for a while now. Yeah, a few months. But you're like, oh, like this is nice, but I'm kind of bored of it. And then I suggest alternative things. And you're like, I'm not even food focused enough to change it though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. And when I was more food focused, like after prep, I would have switched that at the drop of a hat mm -hmm. just to like have something different. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm, I just can't be bothered. Like it, yeah. The process of eating it still tastes good, but it's more that I wouldn't mind something different. So mm. I'm kind of just holding out for that carb increase. And to be honest, like I think I'll make an effort this off season purely because I'm completely fine with eating the same thing every day is that I'll probably only f change my food choices when my macros change. Mm. And that way it keeps it very consistent from an energy intake too. Like I'm not going to hold myself to that, but so far that's what's on my mind at yeah the moment. but there's just so many things that tie in with just having similar food choices day to day obviously digestion is a huge one also just reducing that decision fatigue during the day and it mm. just genuinely makes things so much more efficient like yeah. you know what to buy at the grocery store you know how long something takes to cook you know exactly how to cook it in the most efficient way all these little things they add up so cool 
Yeah, it's good. But I was going to ask on that topic of your body weight, because you said that your macros really haven't changed that much since the beginning of prep. Not at all, really. They haven't changed at all. Not really. Well, not the beginning of prep, but the beginning of the improvement season. Yeah, because I was looking at my data too, and we are now in week 18. It's been over four months now since we stepped off stage. And I was having a look at my weekly average calories. And that first week when I weighed in, I was 58.9 kilograms. Now I'm weighing in at 64.5 kilograms. My weekly average calories across those four months have only increased from 2,600 up to 2,800. Mm-hmm. In this, so you and I are in the exact same boat. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but I'm like you. I'm not bothered because that's still a decent amount of food. And mm. I don't mind. Like, I'm in that same routine of eating basically the same thing every single day. And it just works really well for me. But it is interesting how both you and I have we've just lacked that metabolic adaptation. It's just like we are just in a sweet surplus and we're just rolling with it. Yeah, it's very unusual for me, but I'll roll with it. Like... I know it'll benefit me, benefit me more in the long run because the limiting factor in previous bulks has been the amount I can eat mm-hmm. and how comfortably I can eat. Whereas that's not going to happen this time, I hope. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular content on our Instagram and YouTube channel. You can find those platforms by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. So yeah, but uh, let's move on to your week. Yeah, well, all right. Well, these past few weeks, again, like it's just nice. I feel like this past week in particular, just fully back into the swing of everything 100% in terms of, we're always doing our thing in terms of work, but I just mean like with training, with life, with absolutely everything. But with second week now of our new mesocycle, and it's been two weeks now since I made that little adjustment of actually starting every single session with a lateral delt movement and also a hip abduction movement. And I love it, honestly. Like I, I love starting my session with that because I feel like I get really good quality work out of both of those movements. And it's a perfect balance of actually warming me up for my next movement of the day, but it doesn't impede my performance at all. So for example, I might start off with a lateral raise and then a machine hip abduction. And then I might move into my first exercise as a dumbbell shoulder press or on another day like kettlebell Bulgarians. And I can still perform just as well, but I don't even need to do as many warm up sets for that first compound movement, which is really nice. So it's that perfect balance. And also, even already, I'm just starting to notice changes to my physique. Like this morning, I was doing some posing and I'm doing like three different types of posing right now. Whenever I practice my posing, I'm doing IFBB bikini, I'm doing ICN fitness, and I'm also doing figure poses as well. I'm going to say like right now, I love the figure poses the absolute most, especially the front symmetry pose, because I can put both my feet together, tense my legs and just see if my adductors and my quads have grown. And uh, I'm just saying this morning, I was just I was just myron. I was just like, God damn, this is so freaking cool because like I can pull up my underwear, whatever. And like I can actually see my hip flexors quite visibly. But because I've been doing so much glute med work now, my glutes are actually popping out from the sides. And like my adductors are touching now, long gone are the days of a freaking thigh gap. See you later. And yeah, thick thighs, they save lives, especially if you're sitting on the toilet with your phone. <laughs> um, but I'm just, I'm really, really happy. And even this, I was like, Jack, you gotta see this <laughs> this morning. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how everything's developing and moving along. But that's pretty much the only change that I made to my new mesocycle. 
I adjusted a few other little things around, but I think that piece of advice that you gave me, which was so simple, but so effective, because I think everyone during their training careers, they will become attached to numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all want to be strong. We all want to feel empowered. We all want to be chasing certain lifts and because, you know, that's how you track progression ultimately. And it, it feels good to do something that you've never done before, but sometimes it does get to a point where it's like, yeah, I'm moving this weight from point A to point B, but am I really executing it with the best possible form? Am I really connecting the absolute best? And my ultimate goal is to grow as much muscle mass as possible. And if I've mm. only got a limited amount of time, is this serving me 100% if my time is not infinite? Probably not. So when you gave me that piece of advice to actually scale it back, right? And just start with my new mesocycle with just set and rep ranges for all of my exercises and just keep that weight section blank and just set my new baselines in that first week and start moving up from that. It was like so freeing and refreshing for me. And like, I didn't start at one kilogram for each exercise sort of thing. But like, I mean, I, I chose an appropriate weight where I'm like, yes, I know this challenges me, but it doesn't have me absolutely like fighting to the death at the end of my set or going to zero reps and reserve sort of thing. And just, it feels like a fresh start for me. Mm. It's, it's, it's really, really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad it's paid off. Yeah, it is paying off. And uh, I'm just, I feel great in every session. I look at myself and I'm like, man, this weight gain, it's so welcomed because I'm, I'm growing. Like I just, I feel like I'm in the prime position right now that I've wanted to be in for so many years. And it's taken me so many years to finally get to this point where I feel like just everything is falling into place. It's finally just, it's clicked for me. And I'm just, it, it makes me really happy to be reaping those results. But uh, yeah. As I said before, my scale weight is 64.5 right now. So that is around 5.6 kilograms up from my stage weight. So that's just under 10% of my stage weight, which ain't bad for four months post-show. So feel really good. And I think that basically I'll just keep climbing up until I get to around that 68 kilogram mark in mm -hmm. these coming months, then implement a short mini cut and then keep going. I just don't think it's conducive for me based on previous body compositions for me to go above 68 kilograms. I really think that I'm just going to be putting on unnecessary amounts of body fat and my performance won't necessarily be any better. And I want to have an even better starting body composition than last time. And to be honest, I don't want to have to lose more than 10 kilograms in a prep. Like I would much rather lose like seven to eight kilograms in a prep. Like my Previous preps, I've started at around 68 kilograms, always gotten down to around 58, 57. I would much rather start my next prep around like 66 kilograms and give myself a really good starting body composition so that I just don't like, I still probably will have to diet for close to as long, especially if like shows are strung out. But God, I just, I know from past experiences that when I really drag it out, it, it's just a slog and like, I just start to fade away at the end mm -hmm. so um always learning but yeah that's my sort of very very brief long-term <laughs> plan but other than that things are going swell man even went to the pool today <laughs> they're the uh the pool hours they're supposed to be back on to summer hours now but apparently they're still on to winter hours and i called up at 12 15 and i'm like hey is the pool open today today and they're like yeah but we close at one o'clock and it was 12 15 and 
I was like, What time Man. is it? <laughs> but it's so like the pool is literally right down the street. I just walk there in like three mm. minutes. But so you got there at twelve eighteen. I literally, I got there around at twelve twenty one. Like I, I wasn't in that. I didn't have that sort of attitude where I was like, Oh, I've only got forty five minutes. I was like. I've got 45 minutes. So I just slapped on some sunscreen, threw on a bikini, said, see you later to the dogs, walked down the street. And I actually got in 30 laps at the pool and got out right at 12.59. So uh, I had a spectacular afternoon at the pool, <laughs> which is, uh, I haven't actually been there for months. I haven't been there for months because it's just been so flipping cold. But mm. yeah, it's beautiful now. They need to turn on the, the summer hours because today it's switch them on <laughs> dude it's springtime it ain't winter anymore yeah but the pool man said that they're gonna extend the hours starting from next week so that's good bring on more swims but anyway that's pretty much our podcast our little life update but something we always finish on is something we want to improve this week so jack what do you want to improve so i mentioned my hack squats and i'm gonna roll with that so just want to continue that and I think one thing that I know I can improve upon is I need to drive more with the center slash heels of my foot or Mm -hmm. the entirety of my foot. I have, and I actually saw my physio for this the other day due to some sort of, that's something related to prep or my calf training or my tibialis anterior, uh, like tightness within that muscle. For some reason, I'm pressing too much with my toes and the balls of my feet. Mm -hmm. And that's really making it difficult to press with a lot of power. And I need to work on that basically. So essentially I need to just do some physio exercises for, because I've been having a sore knee lately, which I haven't, I don't think I've raised, but it feels a bit like patellar tendinopathy. And fortunately it, it probably is a little bit of tendon irritation, but doesn't really hurt during training, which is a blessing, but I need to get my act together with sorting this pressing stuff out. It's very interesting. When you used to run, <laughs> way back in the day when you used to run, were you a heel striker or a toe striker? I'm not sure. I didn't have the best running form, according mm. to my soccer coach. Well, you were you were quick, right? Usually mm. like faster runners, they're usually toe strikers. Yeah. I think I was just quick because I was... I was a big, big boy for my age. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just Does generated a lot of momentum, you know, inertia, okay. that thing. I just like, yeah, move. Yeah. Move fast, but I don't have particularly good technique. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I just know when I used to run, like I always, I was always a heel striker. And mm. like whenever I would actually film my running form, like I, it was weird. I almost felt embarrassed. And then I tried to change my running form and tried to land on my toes, but it was just absolutely flipped. Mm, very hard to do that. Yeah. But what do you want to work on? I want to try to improve this week my acting skills because Jack <laughs> and I do have a few TBD reels in the pipeline and it's going to involve a little bit of uh, cheesy, silly acting from moi. So I uh, need to start to have a baseline and keep improving my acting skills. So yeah. do, how would you rate them currently? Hmm, probably a solid 6.7 out of 10. Because, like, you're not the sort of person to get embarrassed about acting. Like, you're, yeah. you're I don't fully... get embarrassed about anything. Yeah, I know. But, like, for me, like, I, if you put me in front of a camera and told me to act, like, I don't really get embarrassed, but I'm just very awkward. Like, mm. I couldn't really do it. Yeah. I'm not very good at doing stuff like that. But you, you're, you're quite good. Yeah, but I'm almost, like, 
irritatingly good <laughs> because okay, like no no not irritatingly good but i mean like as i keep doing things i get ideas from that so mm. i'm like oh why don't we try this why don't we try that and then you're like tira you're like this is taking too much time and i'm like no because you don't know until you know and you got to keep practicing to turn and into a learning new things yeah that's exactly what i'm like whenever i ask someone to take a photo of me <laughs> looking at you right across <laughs> from the mic but you know you take a few pictures i look at them and i'm like oh no i want to change this i want to change that like i just i'm one of those people who i'm never fully satisfied i'm always like oh i, I can be that little bit better you know mm. and i just i need to know what i need to improve on and then i can do it but then there's always another level yeah yeah there always is mm-hmm Anyway, that's why I want to improve this week. Keep an eye out on the TBDs for a reel. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to not leave a like, but you can leave a review or you could share it onto your Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD, and we'll see you midway through next week for the Q&A.